Hello world and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Rob. On today's podcast, we discuss the fourth episode of Game of Thrones, Season 8. For those of you who are new to the podcast, the Morning Geekdom is a place where friends congregate to discuss all things pop culture. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. Rob, before we start, I just have something to get off my chest, man. I don't Heavy want this to... I, I've, been, I've been holding this in for days. Oh. Um, I just gotta let it out. We're gonna start singing? Fuck Jon Snow. Oh, that's not nice. Fuck Kit Harrington. What? <laughs> fuck no. the directors of this episode. This is about the dog. You can't give what's well, a dire wolf. You can't give <laughs> you can't give Ghost a proper send off. Like you're that's your dire wolf. You've been with him since he was a baby. You raised him. He's the last one. You can't give him like a that a boy. You're the good boy. You're the best boy in the Seven Kingdoms. You can't give him a snacko. Can't give him nothing. I think this is biased because that thing looks so much like your own dog. I think that's really where it's kind of coming from, this, like, inner anger of it. And he got all jacked up, too. He was, like, missing part of his ear, and it was like his face was all gnarled up. Yeah. And who's taking care of the dog? You can't. So. Well, I have, I, have, I have an answer to that question. Oh. But you can't just give him, like, a pat on the head. <laughs> and to, to further my dislike for this situation, I read today that the fucking director was like, well, they're mostly CGI, and we just don't have the capabilities to do that. FYI, what? you have a dude riding a dragon. <laughs> you can get the dude petting the dog. You can't get ghost coming over and at least like that a boy. You did a good job, buddy. <laughs> they did, I mean, even if you give the scene of him kind of wandering and waddling over to the dog and then you like cut scene like a fur coat that he puts his glove over. I mean, we could have done this in the high school, so we should be able to put this shot in. You and I could have done this. Yeah. I so got Harry. Know, I, Harry's over here. We can do it. Harry could have done it. Man, put a little I, makeup on Harry. Look, no, I'm it's... I'm all for, you know, the dire wolf needs to go where dire wolves go, you know, to the yeah. north. That's fine. I just think that he has been a he's a, he's definitely a crucial part of the books. He's been a crucial part to some, you know, some respect. He he guarded John's body when John was dead being resurrected. Sure. Like there's been things that Ghost has done. And I'm just saying the bond it just they they should they did it a dis a disservice by that, by not well, giving by not also... him acknowledging it at all. You're assuming we're done with the the direwolf. You know, we're not done it, with the direwolf. We're not done with the direwolf. Then there's another one floating around, isn't? Uh, what's her face floating around? Yeah, Arya's. Yeah, so Nymira. We got, we got direwolves to get through yet. They wouldn't do that to us. No, but they show Ni- uh, Nymira when when Arya's making her way back to Winterfell. She's like now the the alpha of like another group of of direwolves or dogs. They have their moment, and then they both decide to go the opposite way of each other. I believe in the show. We're gonna see that thing again. You okay. wait and see. You wait and see. What I hope to see is there's all these rumors of spinoffs. I need to see a Tormund and Ghost spinoff. That what they're doing uh, in the north. Like, what are they doing? North of the Wall stuff. They're going hunting. They're getting into adventures and yeah. mischief, finding big women. It's, Vagina. It's a whole story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is That's really all they want. I, re- I can see like a Turner and Hooch, like 80s, <laughs> like slapstick. They're getting into shit. They're drinking giant's milk. Like they're just they're just buddies. I love Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch was way better than K9. I, I got to imagine. What about the one with Clint Eastwood and the monkey? Oh, are you kidding? Any any which way but <laughs> loose, or any which way you can? 
Here's to you, old amigo. You remember that song? Of course you remember that song. Of course song. I remember that, but nobody else uh, on this podcast is going to know what the fuck oh, you're talking you about. Oh, you got to see that movie. It is the best bare-knuckle-fighting stupid movie you've ever seen before in your life. Okay, I'm going to reel you back in here. Okay, because that was... Oh, I can go off on a little Clint Eastwood any which way you can. Episode Left turn, four. Clyde. Okay, episode episode four. four. I'm with you. Go ahead. Focus. Best episode of the season so far? I would argue I like the second episode. I liked okay. the calm before the storm. Okay. I liked this episode the most so far. And I'll tell you why. Hit me with it. I realized what I like about this show. And it's not the fighting. It's not the dragons. It's not the magic. At the heart of, of Game of Thrones, it's a political drama. It's a political thriller. Everybody's moving pieces around. It just happened to be set in a you know, fantasy world. But that's what I like most about this show. And I got a ton of that. I got a ton of moments, ton of interactions in this episode, and I was in. I loved it. Probably the most excited I've been all all season. I think you I think you got something there because it, we've we've been a while without the uh, the, str- the the strategy episodes and kind of like putting the pieces on the board. And this is this was a this was a set up episode of you know getting things ready for the next three hours you know that so so i agree and that was that is kind of the fun part of it and that it led to more discussions this week at like the water cooler if you will right um than last week last week was just like wasn't it a great episode oh my god they killed everybody was so cool we couldn't see anything and then this episode (laughs) was more like hey what about this and what about can you do this and this guy was supposed to die and and i think you're right i think you got something there we we kind of went back to formula on this and we had like major deaths yeah there's been a a lot of you know if you're on social media you're reading blogs or whatever there's a lot of people who haven't been satisfied with this season so far Naturally, I think they're going to be because of all the hype. I mean, we've been waiting two years. Everybody knows that this is the end game. So people are not going to be happy about it. I've enjoyed this season. I don't think this show has hit like a, a low point or anything of that. I think they're still they're still, you know, hitting their stride. I think it's yeah, been I great. Th- there, there's more story to tell, and, and that's the kind of fun part of it that, you know, even though we, we all have an idea of where it's going, um, they're still able to kind of hit us with a couple of surprises. So that's pretty cool. It's it's good that that stuff hasn't been leaking out. Yeah. So you mentioned that you don't think this is the last we're going to see of the people going back to the north. So you have John, or not John, excuse me. Um, you have Sam, you have Gilly, you have Tormund. You have all the all the wildlings going back to the north, ghost included. So you sure. think this is not going to be the, the end of it? That they, oh, I, I I have terrible theories on everything, and you're going to hate every single one well, of them. Let me, let me throw a couple out there real quick. So okay. I agree with you. This is not going to be the end of, of these characters because Tormund and Sam are two fan favorites. This is not – they're going to give them closure one way or another. It's not, hey, episode four, they ride off into the sunset, and that's it. Did well, you we have – We had that moment. We had that moment with Sam. We had you, that moment with Sam and Tilly. You did ha- – Gilly, I believe, isn't it? What I say? Well, you said whatever. Tilly. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, the one who you, had her father's kid. Yeah, that one. <laughs> right. Awkward. Um, you. We did have that moment. A little bit, but I just think that he's going to have a, a bigger, bigger role to play still. I believe, based on, did you happen to see the gentleman? I, I sent it out. I don't know if I sent it to you. The gentleman who played the Night King's tweet. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did see that. I saw that on the Discord app. You betcha. Okay. He's coming back, man. The, uh, I don't think that's where that was. Go- I, um, I was. I, I think he's saying there's a little bit more to kind of sift through. I don't think the. I think I we're know. done with the Night King. I think Bran's still the Night King. You're still hanging on to that one, I'm huh? still hanging on to it. 
I like that theory so much. I mean, they went out of their way to make him look like Bran, but it's, you know, it would be exhausting unless it is so woven well into this storyline. I can't imagine a scenario that this thing would come back. What it's is, like it it sucked the life out of us dealing with those guys. What is Bran doing then? What is his purpose of the show? Great question. No idea. And I think I told you this once before. Like I went down a little rabbit hole trying to figure out what the heck the deal is with Bran mm-hmm. and like why he's so important. And you told me this. And like he's the Wikipedia of Game of Thrones. Like I get that. Yeah. But like it, why is he that important? You know what I mean? What well, what what's the difference between him and, you know, Sam as far as, you know, keeping record? Well, because he goes he can actually go back and see what happened. That's sure. right. I mean, Sam's got to do some some Batman Bruce Wayne investigating. I mean, Bran is only was only important to the Night King. Nobody else thinks Bran's important. Cersei doesn't yeah. give a fuck about Bran. Like nobody else thinks he as a character or as the Three-Eyed Raven is important. It's literally only the Night King. Right. And there was and maybe because there was so much time spent on Bran and the Three-Eyed Raven and the, and that whole storyline that maybe just, we're just not ready to give up on on that thread yet. But holy moly, there's only so much you can do still. We still got to do, we still got to get rid of Cersei. We still got to take care of bearded guy with the ships. You're on. We got, you know, we got the Iron Islands. We got John heading back north. We got a shit ton of stuff to do. Okay. We got no time for him. Let's get into the episode. for that. Let's get into the episode. There's a lot of bad smells, I'm assuming, in Game of Thrones. Okay. There's a (laughs) lot of people not showering. There's lack of toilet paper. lack of toothpaste i love where this is going is there any <laughs> smell that's going to be worse than them literally burning like thousands of bodies oh that was a lot of bodies that it was a beautiful moment like it's kind of great but they even kind of show that big smoke smog that yeah. came over and i had the same thought in my head like dude that probably stinks yeah but you know they are frozen so maybe they're kind of hanging on to it well they're not but decomposing where do they put all- they're right, not they're decomposing. Not at the same rate that a normal person would because of, you know, the aforementioned snow. But I imagine there's a lot of shit everywhere, like literal, like proper shit everywhere. Oh, yeah. On top of zombie bodies and kind of goo all over the place. Correct. Like, where are those things? What do they do with those guys? I don't know, man. I don't know. They Burnt? Just... Gave them to the dragons to eat? I don't know. <laughs> well, the dragon did have a couple of bodies there. Did you notice that? I did. you kind of cut back to it? I did notice. So I wonder what they so were I doing think... with those guys. I don't know. Uh, what I do know is that... That was uh, Kit Harrington, Jon Snow's moment for his Emmy nomination. <laughs> that speech is his like, "Hey, I'm getting an Emmy. This is what I'm going to present to the the uh, the the committee that votes on that for my for your, my nomination for your consideration. For your consideration, see my yeah. speech. Great speech, though. Had me had me motivated. I wanted to go do some shit. You know, there are two big speeches in my life as far as like movies are concerned. Okay. There is the, of course. Braveheart speech, which regardless of what your politics are with Mel Gibson, I think is a lot of appreciation to the, you know, let's sure. go kill everybody speech. Sure. Um, followed briskly by the uh, um, King Theoden speech right before, I guess that that's the um, Return of the King, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When he's running up and down with the swords and as he's running, he's hitting the swords of all his guys. And it's like they're all screaming out death and we're like, yeah, let's kill everybody. So like compared to those two, like the Jon Snow moment here, although appropriate, and I like I'm a fairly emotional guy and I was good on that one. Like I'm good. Like there was a couple of times I got a little sniffly in Game of Thrones. That wasn't one of them. So your top three, your top three. Or your, your just your top moment speeches yeah. does not include Bill Pullman Independence Day, 
you know, everyone goes back to that one. Like, I'm good on Bill Pullman. Like, I, like I appreciate that moment, but I'm not jumping into the ship for Bill Pullman. It's so corny and so awesome. <laughs> this is not our Independence Day. This is everyone's Independence Day now. Let's, let's go fuck up some fucking aliens. Oh, uh, Ran- you want to talk Come about Come on, it. dude. Randy Quaid, Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> Will Smith. Randy Quaid gives I'm me the I'm fucking in. I'm You're in. in on that one. I'm in on some flying some F-16s up aliens' asses. Speaking <laughs> USA, USA. Speaking of like badass like America moments in like movies of the late 1990s, and we should do a pod on this. Which these are always these great moments that we have. Is Armageddon? Yeah. Armageddon is one of my favorite 90s movies, but in particular, speaking of weepiness, so the end of that movie we have the dad and the kid. That the dad is like a screw up and can't see the kid. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the movie, he's like, who's that guy? Who's that drunk guy who gave me the ship? And the chick is like, oh, well, that's your dad. And it's like, I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God, that relationship is so beautiful. So, like, moments like that are the... I can't they, stand we it. Didn't get him I can't stand Armageddon. <laughs> that's awful. Really? That's awful. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. Oh, Ugh, Michael Bay. Bastard. I mean, Michael Bruce Bay, Michael Willis. Bay. Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, that cheesy ass Aerosmith song. Ah, Billy Bob Thornton. (laughs) Hey, wouldn't it have been? We're going off topic real quick. Wouldn't it have been easier to train astronauts to be like miners than it would be for miners to become astronauts? No, come on. They don't know. They don't know how to feel. Okay. How the drill bit, even though they kept breaking them. I'm just asking. I was just asking the question. Come on. Don't 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 throw logic in a Michael Bay movie. What's the matter with you? Okay, so after the big speech, mm. burn the bodies, and then somehow it goes into real somber, we're all upset, we're burning bodies to, hey, let's yeah. have a fucking lit party. Let's act crazy. Oh, they went crazy. bananas. It was like, you know, kegger, senior year in college. It was like one of those, like, let's drink till we throw up. Tormund continues to be my favorite character. <laughs> he is like, did you see this fucking guy riding the fucking dragon? That shit happened. <laughs> did you see this? I killed this person. Like, let's just fucking drink. <laughs> He's amazing, man. Everybody needs a torment in their life. Absolutely. We and all that need a poor torment. guy. He was denied his moment up to this point anyway. I think he was really denied his moment. We're building up for multiple seasons for him to bang Captain Phasma he, and does not happen. He was literally cock blocked by Jamie. Oh. Lannisters. You need to all stop over referring the to her as Captain Phasma because she nobody give that's the most Captain Phasma was the most overhyped, underdelivered character maybe in the history of Star Wars. I mean, fair enough, but I know it's Captain Phasma. She comes out in that silver suit, and you're like, what is this? Yeah, remember the pr- yeah, the promo looked and great. And she gets movie. fucking wrecked by Finn in two movies. Ugh. By Finn. Finn. One of the worst Star Wars characters ever. Ah, oh, well, you know. You can't go down. This road's an ugly road. Let's not go down this road. I'm just road. saying. What, what's her name in the show? Is it Bri- it's Bri- Brielle of Tar? or Bri- Brienne. Brienne. Brienne of Tarth. Tarth. Tarth, Tarth. Um, but yeah, I'm glad they're doing some stuff with uh, with her. I'm, I'm glad she got her uh, her moment. No boob, no, not even side boob on Captain. No, we're Fasma. good. We're good with that. I'm good. I know. That. I figured they would have just thrown it. If we got side boob on um, Arya, I figured we get side boob on. Not that I'm like shopping for it, but I just figured they would throw it in. Yeah, but before we get to that point, though, I want to. Have you noticed this season that they're making fun of Kit Harrington's height quite a bit more than any other season ever? They're making fun of his height? I have not noticed. They've mentioned his height like two or three times. Well, compared to uh, Big Red-Headed Guy, of course they are. No, that guy compared is like to everybody. Five. He's like 5'8". Kid Harrington's like 5'7", 5'8". Oh, I haven't, totally haven't noticed. Yeah, I mean, are, they mention it when Sansa and Daenerys are talking about 
John in the episode two when she says something about I've only loved two men, and Sansa says who, and she says well one of them was taller, referring to you know Cal Drogo, right? And then in this one, Tormund makes fun of his height multiple times, and he also says uh, you weigh as much as two fleas fucking. <laughs> That's the line of the season right there. It's the line of what the show. Else happens. It might be the line of the show. <laughs> Where, I have not noticed. Where are you at? Noticed. Where are you at with like the Jamie, Brienne love, like triangle that's going on? Were you, are, were you invested in that? Are you somebody who like wanted to see these two kooky, kooky kids get together? Like, do you I, fucking it, care? No, I, uh, for that one, I, I, I don't care. I wanted her to to get her score, and I, I wanted her to be with a uh, Tormund. Tormund? Yeah, yes, Tormund. Tormund. Yeah. Um, because that's where, again, we've been social media wise and just kind of show wise and investment wise, you know, these two deserve each other. Jamie is just like a shitty character. And, and that's not fair. Jamie's no, a shit. Fair. He's not a shitty character. That's fair. He's a shitty person. He's a shitty person. And it's, you know, I know you guys talked about the redemption of Jamie because Jamie was so horrible those early seasons. And, you know, are we really looking at the full arc here that he's really starting to come around and realizing his own humanity and his own morality and, and all that stuff. But regardless, you know, I, him and her, like, I don't get it. Like I get, they had like that weird sexual tension when they first met and that kind of like disgust for one another. And that relationship should have peaked at the knighting ceremony. Yeah. But beyond that, I think that was, we didn't need to say it. And it even just looked uncomfortable. It, it just, it felt very forced. I don't know why they felt the need to jam it in there. Well, there's zero, hey, there's zero <laughs> chemistry between the two actors. Oh, it's like Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman. That's uh, how they No, it's not that bad. Come on. But. <laughs> two mannequins. I mean, I don't know that Jamie Lannister deserves redemption in this show. I ride hard for the fact that he was a terrible, terrible human being and was. You know, all the people, again, I'll mention again, all the people who dislike Cersei and think she's the worst. I mean, Jamie's right there with her. I don't understand how he gets this love of he's a man who's being, you know, has redemption or deserves redemption when I don't know what he could do in the show, even killing Cersei, that would give him redemption for all the crummy things he's done. That's just, I mean, that's how I feel about his character. Yeah. I, I For some reason, people came around on that. And maybe it was the hand thing and the loss in the hand. And, and maybe it's part of the fact that he's, you know, standing with the, the Starks. I, I don't know. I don't but get it, it myself. He stood with the Starks for, for an episode and a half. Right. Yeah. Besides that, he just, you know, spent the mess of his time just trying to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. And then and succeeding in, in some aspects of killing, you know, pretty much whole houses off. I mean, he kills the... The old lady who says, you know, Cersei, tell Cersei it was me. He, she, he, they pretty much eliminate that whole house. Oh, right. <laughs> that was last and season. I, I, I like to think that they don't jam that little relationship in there for the fact that it's like a smoke screen. That he's like, on one end, the end of this episode, it's more like he's going down to, to uh, King's Landing to save his sister. Hopefully that's all a ruse. Um, but still, I, they're, they're putting a lot of work in there that... Yeah, we don't need. We don't. We we would have been content with him and his brother drunk on the like the ground somewhere, and uh, the tall chick and the tall guy kind of going off and doing their own thing. So yeah, a little bit too much. Okay. So but while we're talking about all that shit, the Starbucks thing has captured my imagination. Yeah, I, I I'm always fascinated by stuff like that. How it gets through. I mean, the process of all the actors being there, nobody who's filming notices, then post-production doesn't notice, then editing doesn't notice. Like, I'm always fascinated on how that happens. You would think, I mean, in 2019, if if the editing team realized it, they could simply wipe that off the the that that portion of the film. It wouldn't be that difficult to remove that. 
Right. And without a doubt. And, and I hope to think that it's on there on purpose as kind of like an inside joke that for that quarter of a second that it was on there, that the editing team was like, hey, we'll leave this in there. No one will ever see it. We'll leave it as an Easter egg. And then the stupid thing blew up because for what two years on the season, how many editors you got on that damn thing? You're going to tell me nobody saw the, the coffee cup dead center. You don't. It just seems silly. You think that Starbucks did it? You think no, that they, I think you don't think no, that they I, were they got a, a, some money out of that. No, I think I think it was a little wink, wink that the uh, production guys did. I'm not expecting people to find it as quickly as they did. Well, good for Starbucks then, because they got a shit ton of free yeah, publicity from that. Pfft, yeah, the beer company didn't get that kind of publicity. They deserved it. By the way, just assuming that's a Starbucks cup, it could be another coffee cup. Yeah, sure. I mean, it could be. What's the one up in Canada? I don't know. I don't. Oh. I live. I live in California, brother. I know, but it's uh, Tommy. Tommy Norton's. I don't know. Out here, Tommy Hortons. I don't know. Tim Hortons. Never heard of it. Isn't that a no. motivational speaker? Tim Horton? No, that's Banana Hands. That's, uh, I forget what the hell that guy's Tony is. something, isn't it? Tony, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm two Avengers right now. Everything's right. Tony Stark. Let's get back right. to this episode, though. Come on. So Focus. Focus, Leonard. So you also then have the moment where Danny pulls like the greatest political move she's ever pulled because, you know, again, well documented that I think she's a shitty strategist and she's not a great leader. Sure. By knighting, or not knighting, I guess, giving uh, Gendry his his name back. He's not a bastard Lord Gendry. Anymore. Lord, Gendry Lord Gendry Baratheon of yeah. Storm's End. So but I mean, I'm a bastard. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So obviously, you know, that's a great move by her in case that she does win, then she will have that house on her side. But poor Gendry, man. That guy doesn't know yeah. what the fuck he's doing. No, it's too much pressure. Listen, this guy's going through like changes. <laughs> yeah, he's dealing. He's dealing with some shit. He's dealing with some shit. He's not working the blacksmith anymore. He's not dirty anymore. He's out banging people. Now all of a sudden he's a lord. He had his first beer. It's it's a little bit too much for him. I think. I think that they made such a big deal out of it because when it's all said and done, and we we give our like little things at the end of this episode that like where we think this is all going, part of my whole like hypothesis right. is literally landing on Gendry because they okay. made a big deal out of that for a long time. So I'm, it's I'm, just like I'm can I'm I'm not sure how Gendry's still alive in the show. <laughs> like I don't think he has any purpose. You know, for a while I thought okay he was going to be the rightful heir to the throne, but he's True. not. He'll never He's be. the closest thing we got. No, he isn't because Danny and John supersede him. But but the Baratheons were on the throne. Like the Prior Targaryens were that. thrown off the throne. No, they were murdered Removed. off the throne. Sure. Right. But the Baratheons took it over. But the Baratheons have all since been murdered as well. Well, except for this. Oh, uh, well, fair. Except for Cersei. Well, Cersei is technically her reign started as a Baratheon. No, her reign started as a Lannister. Joffrey's reign was a was a Baratheon. Then all of her kids that were dead, so then she became, but she's technically a Lannister at that point. Gotcha. Right. I mean, I'm Is assuming that, how that rolls. No, because I just assume because that's the 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 bloodline that went was Baratheon first. So we did Joffrey, we did the other blonde kid, right, and then we ended up with her. So kind of continuing that line, it's not it's sure there's Lannisters that are running the thing, but I think she's still under the Baratheon. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That makes flag. Sense. Yeah. So so Gendry pulls the uh, the worst move ever, super clingy guy. He finds wow. Arya because what do you do when you're Arya and you're the girl who has no name? When everybody else is raging, you're down shooting fucking arrows. Yeah, working you are. On, Get that I anger mean, out. What do killers do? Killers kill, right? Sure. So you just got to work through some shit. He pulls like the most needy move in the history of all shows 
he had sex with her one time and is like, hey, will you marry me and become my lady and we'll rule Storm's in? And she's like, mm. She gives mm. the the great, yeah, I'm into you, but we've all been <laughs> but there. But not that way. We've oh, all been, been there. there. Been there, buddy. It's a horror show. Horror <laughs> show. But it's, you know, it like we knew that one. I didn't, I couldn't see him proposing. That was a little bit too aggressive. That's like Michael Scott in the office. But it's, <laughs> it was... It was kind of a sweet moment, but as he's like getting down to propose, I think everyone watching the show is like, no, fucker, she's going to say no. She's the girl with no name. She yeah. cannot be tamed. Yeah. Um, Not happening. But she's the night killer. Night King killer. She's the night killer. Night King killer. Yeah. But I think she's got more, um, she's got something happening with the guy with um, no face. The, the guy with, you know, the other guy, the other guy with no face. I mean, that guy, the, the, that guy could be somebody on the show right now. Right, and I think that's the trick. I think we still got more to deal with him, so that's that way her storyline isn't quite done yet. And it's going to come out that he is, like, the most annoying of all the characters. And there was at one point that I thought he was going to be Gendry, hmm. you know, and maybe that's kind of, that, that'll that put a nice little button on that whole storyline with mm-hmm. Arya. But um, I would hate to think that is the case. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. No. Because that would be real creepy. Like, he's impersonating yeah. somebody else and having sex with her. That seems aggressive. Yeah, seems yeah. aggressive even for Game of Thrones. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Sure. Are you more Targaryen or are you more Stark? No, I'm all Stark. You're I've all always Stark. been all Stark. Yeah. I, so, the Targaryens always ran me the wrong way. Rub me the wrong so you're, way. So you're not into having, you're not into incest then? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So I love that they lay the groundwork. That scene was was beautifully written and done. And I'm talking about the scene where, where Danny and, and John finally have their conversation about what was, what he told her prior to. Uh, the battle Battle of Winterfell, sure. Where he he obviously tells her who he really is, and that he's a Targaryen, and that he's the rightful heir to the throne. So they have that moment finally to discuss it. And Danny comes in like, "Hey, let's work shit out. Let's be like we were before." She knows damn well that's her nephew, right? For a second, John is like, "I'm in." They start you know hooking up, and then the realization hits him real fast. Like, "Ooh, you're my aunt." Yeah, it is. I'm oh. still, you're still my queen, and we're still, I'm still gonna to, to serve you, so to speak. But we ain't banging. We're not having sex. I'm a Stark, oh. and we don't do that in the North. And she's <laughs> like, I'm good with it because all my people do that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then they Horses make reference. And and stuff. Yeah, sure. they make reference to it later. I think Tyrion and and Varys make reference to it that the Targaryens are fine with incest. Their their lineage is, is you know has plenty of incest in it. Where the Starks are never going to be okay with that. And they're referencing right. like the people not wanting to follow her because of that. People not wanting to follow Daenerys because of that. The Starks, the or the the people in the north, right, are not going like to follow that. her because they're not down the, with incest. The the inner naughtiness. Correct. Yeah. Now she's she's a little too. She's a little too. I don't know what's the word you want to look for. You don't want to use the word bitch. Crazy. She's, nah, she's like batshit crazy. But she's she's a little too into herself. A little too stuck up for the North people. Well, she's and, she's she's obviously scared, right? She's sure. losing everything, and she well, she's got see, no army left. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's she out. still has a, a semi decent army, but she's she's losing everything, and I mean, she just lost one of her dragons, which she claims is her kids. She's losing what she thinks is rightfully hers. Like she has this. You know, she comes out of the fire with the dragons, and she has this epiphany that she's supposed to rid the world of like tyranny. So she thinks she's like doing this for some larger cause. 
I think she lost that. You know, I remember those days when she was like the freer of slaves and right. she had the whole long name. And, and in those episodes, those early Breaker episodes. Breaker of chains, by the way. Right. And I thought she was, <laughs> that what it was? It's not freer of slaves. Freer yeah. of slaves. Same shit. Jesus um, Christ. You watch I the thought, show? Have you watched the show before? I do. I just, I've seen it once I'm curious. Show. Okay, go ahead. So I those early episodes, I think they were really good. And I think I, I was on Team Daenerys there for a little while. Dude. I think was everybody like, well, she's was. doing like a holy mission here. But, like, probably the last four seasons or so, she's so wrapped up in, like, a self-centered world that I think that's completely, you know, been exhausted. And, right. And we're going into, like, mad queen status, as the the, the uh, coin term is uh, lately. Well, and I was going to add, I mean, we're jumping ahead, but I, I, let's just ask. I'm going to ask that sure. question since you just mentioned it. She's digr- She's turning into her father. She's turning into sure. the Mad King. Sure. And I think that's what's going to end up happening to her. Someone yeah, I, close to her... And I'm thinking it might be Sansa is going to kill her. Oh, you're going Sansa. See, I'm going John on that. There's zero chance, John. I don't. I can't imagine they're going to make him do that. I think she's gonna she's gonna sit on that throne. She's gonna like burn somebody alive, and start going like batshit crazy. And then John is gonna make the call there, and he's gonna go and just kind of skewer her. And then John's gonna turn over to Gendry and be like, "All right, buddy, cheers, all yours." Zero Peace chance. Peace out. And then he heads up north with his dog. That's like that's my zero chance. That's happening. Uh, pff, I'm telling he, you, it's not. That's she, my theory. He's not killing. He. They're not gonna make him kill her in that way. Where they're gonna have one, and then she's gonna be on the throne. They, they don't have time to wrap that up. They only have two episodes. I know, but you could do all, what I just said. That's a 15 minute block right there. You're There's good. Zero like they could reason. squeeze that one in. Zero reason Gendry deserves to be on the, the – he has no – the writers wouldn't do that because he has no – nobody cares about fucking Gendry. <laughs> no, but that's what makes it so good. That's what makes it the right call, the the person who wants at least. That's next That's start. John. It's, John is the person who wants uh, at least. He's shown time after time he doesn't want it. Right, and and he's a natural you know leader and everyone wants to follow him and I get all that shit, but this, it's uh, – this this whole like Game of Thrones plays by their own rules and the writers do whatever they want. They don't. This is all they they've forced us based on early decisions they've made on early episodes, early seasons for us to believe like they kill everybody and they don't play by the normal rules of every other show. It's all bullshit, dude. And we're we're down to normal rules there. Are it's we not? It's going to be something. It's I mean fair enough like the last couple of episodes. What's but the what la- they're setting up for? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's the last thing that's happened in Game of Thrones that shocked you? <sighs> When the red-haired chick took off the necklace the first time, and it was bare-ass old lady. Okay. Like, that was the last time I went, Okay. <gasps> Be- besides, like, visually being like, what the fuck? What's right. the last point that the story surprised you? The uh, killing of the first dragon and turning it into zombie dragon. That shocked you? I wasn't expecting it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's yes, that was really no. I, I, that's that's surprise. I don't think that for me that's just not shocking. I don't think the I don't think it. I've been shocked on this show since maybe the red wedding. I mean, that was oh, when did you just start killing characters left and right? And I, I think you. I heard you guys say this once before. Like, when was the last time you were legitimately invested in a character? <clears throat> and just as you're all in, that's when they kind of pull that character away. And you're absolutely right. It it, it has been a while since you know something like that has happened. Um, yeah, and I mean, they've had plenty of chances. The comment was more that when's the last time they killed the actual main character? Mm. And I can't, I literally can't tell you the last time. Yeah, an actual Tyrion, main. I, f- I felt like last night was not last night, but um, this week was going to be um, Tyrion's last episode. You thought so? 
Well, they were setting it up right. Like he got his big speeches in. He was kind of, you know, standing in front of the entire, you know, army of. Are we uh, are we jumping? We're, we're jumping. We're to always that point jumping. Already? Stop it. We're all over the place. You know that. I can't focus. <laughs> well, on I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep us on a sequential. <laughs> what happens in the show? We well, let me get we this thought out. That we're not talking about that. We're not talking. Right. We're not talking about that. All right. So hold all on. Right. Hold on. I'm reeling you in. You might. You might be. You might be missing out on gold right now, buddy. You just. Right. Just you know, cork it. All right. 15 right. minutes we'll talk about Try. it. Try. All right, so you have the big the big, you know, moment between John and and Danny, that whole scene. He's like, "Hey, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell everybody that I'm a Tar- I'm a Targaryen, but I am going to tell my family." She's like, "No, you can't do that. We got to make this work. We can do it." He's like, "I am down with that. You know, we can you can still be my queen, but I got to talk to uh I got to tell my family." Right. So then he goes and tells his family, "Worst decision ever. Sure. T- terrible decision." Yeah, everybody's got a big mouth in Westeros. Well, not only that, at the Starks are riding for the Starks, and they are backing John because they believe his he's their brother. Once you tell them that he, I'm not your brother, I'm actually your cousin. I don't sure. know how much weight that pulls at that point. Well, you get that whole thing about you know I wasn't your brother, or, you know I was never your brother, and like you're always my brother, you're my you know number one guy. Right. So I think they were trying to jam that thing in there, but I think you got a point because it's. You well, know, they're, they're setting it when up. When was the at last time Jon Snow rode hard for the Starks? Like Jon Snow ride hard for the North, right? But I don't, you know, being like a full fledged Stark, it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, he's just an honorable guy. Sure. Um, so he obviously tells them, you know, swears them to don't tell anybody, and then he tells the person that might be the worst fucking person to tell uh. in the show. <laughs> you tell Sansa. Who she's the fucking as much as she gripes about it and hates Littlefinger, she's the disciple of Littlefinger. Sure, right? She's evolving into him, and she plays it just like he would play it. He uses the information to get what he wants. He's gonna place. She's gonna place the seed of doubt in everything by telling Tyrion, which she has zero reason to tell him. Right. Tells Tyrion, knowing Tyrion's then then going to tell Varys, and then Varys tells fucking everybody everything every episode of my life. <laughs> You so, need the mean girl aspect of it. You need the the talking in the background. But that shit's got to get out. That's the only way to get it out. But just as she starts to like redeem herself in the in the episodes before the Battle of Winterfell, she's right back to the bottom of the list for me, man. Right. And my, I think she's going to be the one who's sitting on the Iron Throne, and I'm not going to be pumped. You really think that she's going to Sansa, huh? Yeah, I think it's going to Sansa. But so she tells Tyrion. Tyrion, yep. of course, can't keep the secret. He tells Varys. Ned Stark, to his detriment, kept that secret for years. Sure. To the point where people thought he was cheating on his wife, brought back this bastard son, like made John. Because he was Snow's, an honorable man. He, yeah, he, he, he honorable saw the man, picture. Let made John have like a kind of a rough upbringing because Caitlin Stark never cared for John because you know she always viewed him as like this bastard when actually that's that's her nephew. Right. This bitch can't keep the fucking secret more than a day. <laughs> It's the family secret, Sansa. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, she can't hang on. Yeah, you're that. so honorable for your family, but you can't fucking keep a secret that your father literally died for. Well, you're also looking at, you know, she was putting up not to not to back up Sansa, but you're kind of looking at it from the perspective of, all right, now you got two choices. Either you're following batshit crazy Daenerys, which seems to be your only option at the moment, 
Um, but if there is a secondary option, you know, this seems to be an ideal situation. And like you pick the, you pick the less of the two evils. Like, what do you want? You taking that to the like Ned Stark would take that bitch to the grave. He did. But does she want to take it to the grave or but does she want to go ahead and follow? Um, how crazy? does she, how does she know at this point that nobody knows that Danny's crazy? I mean, Danny hasn't shown that she's crazy. She showed that she's a sh- uh, like a shitty leader and not a great strategist. She hasn't shown any moments of like where she's crazy. She hasn't done anything that would show that she's out of control. No, but they, they got that girl hatred stuff happening that yeah. they just eyeball on each other. Yeah, but so, that's, I mean, that's, that's irrational to... bullshit. Yeah. I mean, but your it's... father literally died with this fucking secret. Sure. And you can't but, uh, keep it for one day. Yeah, but is you want to argue, is it is it Sansa doing this for political reasons or is Sansa doing it as an emotional, you know, reaction to the fact that she just doesn't want her on the throne? So like, Both. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think I think disciple of Littlefinger is a very good way to to put that because she was she was trained by him. Yeah, I think she's doing it because of her influence from Littlefinger. Sure. All right, so so they obviously they're gonna leave, right? They're gonna go see fucking. They're gonna go back to. I was a little under. I I couldn't understand where they're all going. I know that Danny and her group are going back to Dragonstone, and then John is going somewhere south. They don't. They're not really clear. I don't think on where the fuck he's going. Yeah. Obviously, because literally, dude, literally, they're the worst fucking strategists ever. Ever, <laughs> because of their actions, they absolutely des- they deserve to not win ever. Right? They're oh, but- we're just gonna go back to Dragonstone. No big deal. Obviously, Cersei knows that you guys won. <laughs> she knows that you're on your way south. Right? You're sure. not gonna stay in Winterfell. So what does she do? She has uh, Euron waiting with his fucking with his with his fleet. Right. Wipes Fuck out their whole guy. fleet. Kills a dragon. Fuck that guy. That guy's a dick. I mean, he's a dick, but he's like, he's pretty he's doing good. The job. He's pretty sure. good at what he's supposed to do. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But he's just doing it because he wants to bang Cersei. That's all it is. Regardless. Yeah, it's still happening. Everybody's doing something because they want to bang somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the byline of Game of Thrones. Like that should be like the final saga uh, thought on it. <clears throat> Am I wrong? With no, you're absolutely right. Everything's things- motivated by power and sex. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what makes the show so good. So At you, least. I agree. I agree. So you get into, they have the new version of the scorpions, right? The big, the big crossbows. Sure. You're, <laughs> you know who wouldn't have got hit by a crossbow because they wouldn't have been going straight down? Ghost. Right. <laughs> okay. But uh-huh. th- these new bitch ass dragons that fucking but John's new can't pet. fly or breathe fire. And those zigzag. are the two things you kind of need. Well, you know what else can't fly or, or breathe, fu- breathe fire? A fucking wow. dragon when it's got multiple arrows in it. <laughs> that was funny, too, because it, it was like in a weirdest scene. It was like almost in like a like, oh, look, they're on a boat scene. So I went on to like I was writing a, a paper for my grad class. So like it started up and it was like, I just started typing away on my conclusion of the paper. And then I look up. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What's sticking out of his neck? And it was just one of those moments of like, I just didn't think they were actually going to do it. But. Sure as shit, they did it. And after they give you that little moment of like the the, the the poor tired puppy can't move, so he's like trying to fly, and then he's kind of flying there. So they put you in that emotional state, like yeah, you can do it, buddy. And then they just jam an arrow in his neck. That Does anybody right. have any emotional investment in these fucking dragons? Emotional investment? No, I think there's more uh, strategical investment in it. Like we know how important that those things are to get any sort of success. Overrated. The dragons have proven to be overrated. 
in any actually strategic in any actual strategic battle when they're not just kind of spitballing like she's flying in to save them when they're even sure. at that point the fucking night king throws a javelin from a mile away and kills them sure. I, th- I just i, I got them they're, they're kind of overrated they're a little overrated but still it, it seems to be a necessity to at least thin out the herd a little bit but even at that I, I they guess. weren't doing a great job all right so so they they two massive i think the bigger loss honestly is not the dragon is the their fleet they assume they they appear to lose their whole fleet by uh Euron's fleet takes like right. literally all of Danny's ships out so all gone right right so then you get the the big climactic ending which i enjoyed because spoiler alert Masandi which i don't yeah. know if i'm pronouncing that right gets kidnapped which sucks cuz i i i like her as a character. Great character you know when she gets kidnapped what's happening Oh yeah, we, she, we she ain't, make, lose she ain't no. making it out. No, and then uh, Wormer or whatever Dean Dean Wormer, what the, what is that? It's a Wormer, isn't it? It's Worm are something. You, are you? Are I you, don't know what the fuck it's. Are you fucking serious right now? It's it's Worm Tongue Worm something. It's okay, Worm Worm Tongue, which I don't even know how you know that is a villain in game in a Harry Potter. No Worm Tongue. Oh no, is, it's not. No, worm it's tail. Lord of the Rings. Okay. Ho, 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 fuck yourself. Worm Tail. <laughs> Is a, is a villain in Harry Potter. Are you going to keep talking gotcha. over me? No, I'm sorry, buddy. Go ahead. You got it. Tell me about Harry Potter. I'm fascinated. Wormtail, Harry Potter, Wormtongue, Lord of the Rings. Okay. So what's this guy? Gray Worm. Gray Worm. All right. So you know who Dean Wormer is? No. That's from Animal House. That's the Dean of I the don't college. Remember. Um, anyway, so Gray Worm. <laughs> I forget what the thought was. We went off on too much of a tangent. I, th- I, I never expected him to get out of Winterfell. One. Okay. Two, I never expected him to just watch this chick get her head chopped off by the mountain. And like three, what seems to be in character and yet out of character is the fact that he just kind of like just turns away for that one moment and trying to like suck in all of it. And I know those guys are supposed to be like emotionless and like that whole bit. But if they were ever going to have like that, like, you know, monk like turns into like a freaking ninja moment. That was going to be it. Like, okay. he just kind of starts running, and then he climbs the freaking thing, and the mountain kills him, too. Okay, like, so I needed an emotional moment there. So we're a little ahead of ourselves again. Hey, we were talking about her head getting cut off. We were we definitely were not talking about that. They haven't, no, we weren't. We're, they haven't even got... I haven't even mentioned that they got to the goddamn gate yet. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, yeah. She got okay. kidnapped. That's so they, where you left it. She got kidnapped. Holy motherfucking God. <laughs> <laughs> I got to cut all this out. I have to Why? cut all... It's just too much. Do you so, really... Sorry, buddy. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm reeling you back in, Leonard. All right. So then they they lose their fleet. They're going to they're going to go talk to Cersei. I don't know how they come up with this grand idea. They get to King's Landing, which again, where the fuck? I don't understand the fucking time lapse on this show. Like, is Dragonstone? <laughs> how long does it take to get everywhere? Yeah, they seem to get around really fast. <laughs> so again, being the worst strategist ever, they go to sure. King's Landing with twenty six like twenty six twenty seven soldiers, one dragon who's all beat the fuck up. And Danny, and yeah. they somehow think that they're going to rationalize or negotiate with with Cersei. Sure. So at this point, she's because re- by all accounts, she's been fortifying her defenses while everybody's fighting the undead, right? Sure. So now she's got eight billion scorpions on the top of her building. <laughs> Why doesn't she just kill them all at that point? Do we still have the green goo? Do we have the green goo anywhere? Or I would we imagine green she's goo? got the fire. I don't know. Because that's the other kind of piece of this thing is like if she's going to wipe them, they're all there, presumably, or at least a good chunk of them is there. Why doesn't she green goo them there? I, that's, I don't understand why 
they don't do anything at that point. Are they afraid of right. the one dragon? No, unless they're trying to like because remember the, the the whole strategy to kind of surround King's Landing as they were was to um what was it? It was tra- it was to blockade the supply ships. Yeah, the food and, and just everything. yeah, and then just you know let everyone kind of live in peace and just try to kill Cersei all the time. Well, the, but not really kind of storm the castle. The thought was to essentially let the people realize that Cersei is making them starve to death, essentially, right. and that they will revolt against her. Right, because they don't like her to begin with, presumably. Well, yeah, because that's worked so well in the past. Yeah. You know, they never really get into that. Like, what is the feeling? You know, ever, well, ever since, um, you know, I mean, they had the walk of shame. I was going to say, I think they I think they sum it up right there for you. <laughs> she literally blew up half the city, so they have to fear her, right? She has a very sure. healthy fear going. Yeah, but if you have the opportunity to be like, oh, shit, an army's coming. It's time to get rid of this crazy bitch. You know, that maybe they take advantage of that opportunity. She blew up half the city, Rob. Yeah, but still, she could be a crazy bitch and still blow up half the city. Correct. So are you going to do that and be like, hey, let's take this chance. Maybe she won't blow up half the city this time. You don't think she's maybe taking they those have, precautions? Maybe they have courage on their side. And, you know, if they, they have, they're working for, for good of humanity and truth. You just, you think of things so much differently than I do. <laughs> I'm looking for the good and stuff. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. This is, <clears throat> which is All why right. I make a terrible assistant principal. Okay. So they're there. Yeah. They don't get wiped out. They decide, hey, let's uh we're gonna rationalize with her. Tyrion then then Peter Dinklage has his Emmy moment. Sure. <laughs> where he tries yeah. to give a big speech. And Cersei essentially says, Bitch, please, and cuts yeah. off Massandri's head. Yeah. And and like and we had a moment there that, you know, I felt real, you know, fear for the guy, you know, real threatening, like it's gonna oh, it's finally gonna happen. Like this is it. This is right. how this guy goes out. And it was kind of poetic how it was gonna happen. But um, no, he stood up to his uh, his big sister there. Um, she threatened him pretty good. She had her arm up for the arrow and and just you know literally didn't pull the trigger. I think so. Cersei- that was that was a little bit of a flat, but you know, unsatisfying moment. I think Cersei just made a mistake by not wiping them all out right there. Sure, you wipe. Well, them then we all wouldn't out. have three hours to go. You wouldn't have three hours to go. So then right. you see Danny. Obviously, she loses her best friend. You see sure. her turn, and based on her facial expression, she appears to be maybe. Maybe losing her shit. Sure. So I think that yeah. that's it, man. I think that we're gonna see her. You know, we're gonna see her kind of go down the uh, the rabbit hole, so to speak, as the uh, as the uh, Mad Queen. Definitely, and that's what everybody's I, I, at this point. They're setting it up enough that I think the fan base is good to you know get rid of her, or at least give her an ending that. She's going to kind of get what she wants, but she's going to lose it instantaneously. Yeah. Like, I, I think everybody would be good if she bought it. Just like Cersei. Like, everyone wants her to die. I don't want Cersei to die. You're the only one. I don't think Literally that's true. the only one. I don't think that's, that's true. Absolutely true. That's absolutely true. That's like people who want Joffrey to, to have continued to be king. They're, thought, they're, like, they're slightly different villains. One's a little bit more uh, psychopath and one's a little bit more... Sure. Calculating. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as a strategist, as a great strategist, as we kind of go through all this stuff, but... Like again, the, we're, you have to look at it, and I'm trying to look at it from the fans' perspective. And sure. I know you and I don't agree on this, sure. But it's if they're going to be able to continue the legacy of this series. I mean, the legacy is already established, I guess. But you know, you want to give the fans that satisfying ending, and we all want it so badly. You you got to give it to us, and it would suck if they didn't give it to us. But no, but not everybody's going to be happy. 
<clears throat> no, and and I guess they shouldn't be because the, you know the debate is what makes it fun. Yeah, but this shit, man, I just I just need that satisfying. I like hope they could blow up Westeros, but Cersei needs to get like a freaking like sword through her like jawline. It's like just get rid of her. Do All it right, for so, me. so you have that much of a visceral reaction about? I do, Cersei. and it as the as the years go on, it really is. So it's okay. You know. Is it because of her awful haircut? The haircuts not help, and the shoulder pads also have like totally distracted me from the entire show. So I mean, like, she for sure wants to talk to the manager. <laughs> that's Karen. Yeah, but that's <laughs> from Coles. That's what her fucking haircut looks like. That's awesome. It's also yeah. Beth. Beth's mom also has that haircut. We talk about oh. it all the time. Poor Beth's mom. Then it's, it's the a best haircut. It's sure the best. It Beth knows. I've oh, heard, dude, her, and like her mom and her I have talked about this. The Karen haircut. Yes. <laughs> And then Captain Marvel gets the Karen haircut yeah. at the end of the Avengers. I don't want to talk about it. For some strange reason. We're not talking about Avengers this podcast. Right. Well, we're talking about Karen haircuts. We're, I'm, I, I don't need any more Avengers inundating my life. I'm so excited to finally be able to listen to that podcast. Like, I'm super excited to listen to it. It was a good, co- I think it was a good conversation Tyler and cool. I had. Hey, so we're, we're pretty much done with this episode. Uh, okay. What do you think is going to happen next episode? Who's dying? All right. Next episode, who's on, like, who's on, Davos bites it next episode. I mean, you, he has to. I don't know why you hate Davos, but go ahead. I don't hate Davos. I just, they need to do something with that character because he's not doing dick and they have to wrap him up. Okay. So, like, just killing off that character is, like, an easy fix. I think Podrick is on the chopping block. Okay. And in my other humble opinion, I think we might see the resolution of Mountain versus Hound next episode hmm. because they got to wrap that thing up too. So does Jamie make it back? Because we didn't talk about Jamie leaving Brienne after they had sex. Jamie decides, "Hey, I'm going to go back to my my lover sister." Sure. And he says, "I'm a." I can't remember what he says. What does he tell her? I'm a fucking prick. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm not a good character. I don't. No. I'm, okay, he definitely doesn't say I'm not a good character. <laughs> I'm the worst character on Game of Thrones. Have you ever noticed? No, I don't know what the hell he says. But he says something to that effect. Like, you, you have the wrong idea of me. I'm a totally evil and horrible person. And, you know, this is going to prove me right. Right. Is but he I think make he'll back? make it in. Yeah. I think he'll make it back and they'll set the, the board up for whatever the finale is and however he's going to kill Cersei, because that's totally going to happen. Um, I think they're going to set the board for it. So he's going to arrive in King's Landing. Um, probably to open arms and they'll kind of get him back in and, you know, they'll get that stuff set up. So, yeah, he's making it back in. All right. Are you excited that today they announced the next three Star Wars movies and they are allegedly the Star Wars movies that the writers of Game of Thrones are writing? I don't know. It's like it's to be – and this coming from a Star – I heard that today. I did. I I think I heard it from you guys. Um, And it hurt my heart a little bit. It really did. Like I – I – don't need as a die and you guys know die hard Star Wars fan get you gotta give us some time like let us just bask a little bit in episode nine or whatever it's gonna be and let us just close the book at least for a little <laughs> while like you're giving us the TV shows and the and this and that and like all right like good thank you for all of that but like just give us a minute to freaking breathe then hit us with like when we start getting hungry again not only are we gonna make these movies. They're already made, and they're going to be out in like two weeks. Like, do one of those for us. But I was, I was disappointed. <laughs> That's never going to happen. I know the, it's never you can't. Happen. It's in 2019. You can't be like, hey, we just these movies. We've been making them for a while, and uh, they're coming out in two weeks. 
It's too bad. That would be amazing. Wouldn't that be amazing if something happened like that? Are you more disappointed about those movies coming out or Indiana Jones 5 coming out and Harrison Ford will literally be 81 years old when it comes out? <laughs> I am super excited. No about fucking Indiana way. Jones. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I want, give me my last Indiana Jones movie. And, like, do it. Like, guys, please, please, please do it right for us. And, yeah, I hate to say that I have faith that they're going to do it because I totally don't. But I think there's enough, you know, animosity between Harrison Ford and Spielberg towards, you know, Indiana Jones 4 that they're going to do something for us. But you had had your great moment in Last Crusade when they ride off together. You don't need four and you sure as fuck don't need five. I need five because we got four. If if we were no. still if we were still like Last Crusade, we're done. And then you know all of a sudden it came up. They were making you know let let's pretend like this new one coming out next year. It's not even next year. It's like two years away. It's twenty twenty one. Ugh. And like let's say like I'd be you know guys we're good. Like we're a little too far out now. Like we're good because even the storyline you know going back to four. Like the Nazis and killing Nazis and being angry at Nazis and those pricks, um, like that worked for Indiana Jones. But like once we got into the Russians, I felt almost icky about it. Like you know, oh, like yeah, I'm like, good, man. I don't need uh, it. Like, uh, I don't need but, it. But you know, my knee jerk reaction now on uh, May sixth, twenty nineteen, is I will not be seeing it. You're gonna see it. Of course, I, I don't want to see Harrison Ford at eighty one, dude. Being... I know you don't want to see it, but you're gonna see it. That's the thing. You just have to embrace it. You'll be all right. Don't worry about it. I really don't think I need to. Sure, you you have to. You're not gonna. You're gonna let something like Indiana Jones five just like fly right by you. Maybe because I I hold I hold the original Indiana Jones trilogy so near and dear to my heart, and I don't like what the newer Star Wars movies have done to my Star Wars fandom. That I might (laughs) honestly do that. See that shirt I sent you? The the Luke deserved better shirt. I did. It's amazing. (laughs) But don't you agree, Rob? if, If 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 we don't have if we don't have this latest trilogy and we don't have the prequels, aren't you just so in love with Star Wars still? Yeah. Yes. And that is absolutely true. And if we didn't get the prequels, um, my fandom for Star Wars would have absolutely continued. <clears throat> if we never got, you know, six, uh, seven, eight, nine, my, my fandom would have continued. It would have been different flavors, um, but it was it's still near and dear to my heart. It has to be. All those old movies are. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it was too delicious for them to let go. Like they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it, but we were screaming for one, two, and three. Like I, I I blame the fans. I said this on other ones. Um, we wanted it, we got it and you know, we should all be able to move on, but I'm happy that we're wrapping it up. All right. Fair enough. I don't want to talk about Star Wars anymore on the on the right. on the Game of Thrones podcast. Hey man, you brought it up. I'm I did just, bring it up because of the, the linking of, of the two gentlemen, uh, that write Game of Thrones, supposedly writing right. these new Star Wars. Are they going to throw lines like uh, you weigh as much as two fleas fucking in the new Star Wars movie? That should be the question. I can only hope, and I will be in these. <laughs> I will be so pumped if Tormund is in the new Star Wars movies. Yeah, that would be awesome. He'd I'm make in. a great Jedi. Come on. I'm in. I don't know. But him and Ghost are going to be, they're going to have their Turner and Hooch spinoff. So. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right, buddy, I'm so excited that you could join me on this one. I know we wanted to talk about it. I know we tried one time, had some technical difficulties. I'm still like 25% not sure that you've ever watched this show. (laughs) I'm re-watching the show. All right, fair enough. Not at Beth's speed, but I'm working on it. Nobody's watching the show at Beth's speed. She's already caught up, and she started watching the show from episode one two hours before season eight, episode one. I don't know how she's caught up. crazy. 
Who the hell's got this kind of time? Who the hell? What? I, do they need more people at that job of hers? <laughs> I mean, you'd have to move out here, so. It's worth it if I could just watch TV all day and get paid. That'd be great. All right, buddy. Well, thank you for being on. I know it's late your time, but I really appreciate it. You're the best, and we'll do it again. You're the best. See you later. All right. And with that, we're only in two episodes left of Game of Thrones, guys. Hope you make it to with us through uh, through the finale. Super excited to talk about it. have no idea what's going to happen, but I, I know we're going to cover it. And uh, just excited to talk to my buddies about it. If you could uh, give us a follow on Facebook or Twitter at Morning Geekdom, that would be awesome. Join any of our groups there. Uh, also, Instagram at The Morning Geekdom. You can also send us ideas, requests for topics, uh, just general conversation. Uh, TheMorningGeekdom at gmail.com. You can also subscribe, follow, give us a like, any of the platforms you're listening iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Tell a friend, tell a hundred friends. That would really help. I think that's probably the most valuable thing you can do if you enjoy the show. Just tell tell a couple people about it. See if they enjoy it as well. And we're going to do it again next week. Thanks to Rob. Thanks for listening, everybody. Shout out to Gary Oldman.